Hello, and welcome to episode three of Domain Investing with Jason of Florida. I'm Jason. I live in Florida. I'm passionate about domain investing and software testing. And you can check out those two topics and a little bit more on my website at jasonofflorida.com. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss uh, some of the hidden costs the domain investor incurs. There are obvious costs like registration fees, renewal fees, uh, purchasing domains uh, via auction, uh, the cost of your time. Uh, but I'm going to discuss some things that uh, maybe you haven't considered and some of the things that domain investors do behind the scenes that cost us money. Secondly, I'm going to discuss my recent article, How to Buy a Domain Name, the Complete Domain Buyer's Guide. I'm going to talk about the motivation behind that art- article. And... Uh, the lastly, as a regular part of my podcast, I'm going to discuss three recent domain name acquisitions, uh, coastcush.com, planfully.com, and bewitched.io. So let's jump right in into our first topic of the day, which is the hidden cost of domain investing. So there are hidden costs in domain investing, and what are they? Are they avoidable? Is it important to reduce costs? And what are the required costs and what costs are optional? So the known costs are the cost of acquiring a domain, whether that's hand registration, auctions, which, you know, an auction can go from, you know, 12 bucks up into thousands of dollars. Uh, buying a domain from another investors, the buying at a reseller's costs or from an end user. And of course, there's renewal fees and transfer fees. And just just a moment on transfer fees. Some folks, some domain investors, transfer from one domain registrar to another. And when you do a domain transfer, uh, typically one-year registration is included. So you can save a bit of money if you find some specials uh, for domain transfers instead of renewal through your current registrar. So those are some of uh, the obvious uh, costs of domain investing, but what are some of the hidden costs? And a lot of that has to do around, for me at least, advertising. Advertising via uh, uh, landing pages. And I use uh, FD.com, E-F-T-Y.com. It's a paid service. Um, right now I'm using their basic plan, which includes up to 50 domains. And I think it's about $72 per year. And the next tier, uh, which I may have to move to next is $144, uh, annually. And, uh, it allows, uh, management of, domains and landing pages of up to 1500 domains and i'd love to see fd really jump in there and fill in the gap because quite honestly i don't ever envision uh myself owning 1500 domains or 1499 domains uh but i i do imagine there's a lot of folks that own somewhere between 50 50 and 1500 so i'd like to see a little uh price uh, kind of a medium price in there. 
And if you're not familiar with FD.com, so FD.com allows you to select from a number of preset uh, landing pages, uh, whether you want to put buy it now, make it off, or combo both. You can select the theme or background that they have selected, or you can upload a custom image and it'll display on your for sale landing page. So what is a for sale landing page? Uh, so if you were to go to any of my domains for sale right now, uh, for example, coastcush.com, if you went there, you'd see a landing page that said it's for sale and it would list the price and it may list some interesting facts about the domain. You can customize that. You can also list uh, the payment terms. Uh, right now, uh, I think most of mine are listed through uh, escrow pay or escrow.com and uh, another option that FD allows is PayPal and I think that's all um, and another service that is similar to FD is dan.com which I've talked about on this podcast before and they have a lot more payment options that may be attractive to uh, buyers who uh, aren't familiar with escrow.com and uh, so I really do like that flexibility of Dan.com. So they offer credit card payments uh, uh, along with uh, they also offer escrow and a, a number of different payment plans. But credit card is, is huge. And uh, with Dan.com, you can actually set up a payment plan with the buyer. You can even list it uh, for sale with a payment plan. So if you have a domain that's, you know, if it's eight thousand or eighty thousand, and you're willing to accept, you know, thirty or forty percent down and payment over a certain amount of time, you can set that up through Dan, uh, and it's uh, that's a good, that's a good deal. And another thing which I haven't looked into yet, which I'm really excited, I think is going to I can see in the future being awesome, which is renting domains. And uh, right now, I think that's a pretty slim piece of the internet. Uh, but I can see that exploding in the future. So Dan does offer some interesting, dan.com, D-A-N.com does offer some interesting things. Uh, and I do have a few domains over there just to see uh, if I get more interest and so on. Uh, but uh, so far, I haven't noticed any difference. FD.com, on the other hand, offers some interesting other things you can do. You can it basically allows you instead of keeping track of all your domains on a spreadsheet with information like uh, when when is the domain set up for renewal, how much should you pay for it, what was the original registration date, who is it registered through. You can put notes. You can uh, select the categories. Uh, so if you go to fd.com, what's cool about it is you can see the overview of all your domains. And I I did talk. Or put in a feature request. One of the things that I would like to see them include is, you know, some check marks to maybe indicate which, uh, where you have the domain listed. So most of my domains are listed listed through afternick.com, cedo.com, um, obviously dan.com, and then through the registrars as well. And then one or two, one of them, I did try bido.com, bido.com. Um, but if you've heard this podcast before, I'm not very high on Beto and I withdrew my listing from them. 
Uh, it's complex and overly complex. Uh, so I just decided not to deal with them. Uh, at least for now. So that is one of the benefits of FD is you can really just put in your information and do some calculations. It'll tell you how much you spent this year and how much your income has been this year. Uh, so that's, to me, as a tech guy, it's a lot better than a spreadsheet. Not a big fan of spreadsheets. All right, so that's one hidden cost. And that, like I said, right now I'm about $70, $72 a year on that. All right, the next thing of the hidden cost is promotion of domains. So uh, I've got a very active Twitter feed. I've got a very active... uh well, semi-active uh, Facebook page. Uh, I'm available on LinkedIn. I've got an Instagram account. I've got a Pinterest account. So one thing about Pinterest is I'm very excited about being able to leverage that social media platform in the future. Right now, I don't know how to use it. So I'm digging into that. But in the meantime, I leverage Hootsuite. Uh, so Hootsuite is a paid service for me. I pay around $300 a year. That gives you up to 10 uh, kind of social media uh, networks you can plug into it. Uh, so what that does is typically on a Sunday night, I'll sit down and I'll schedule all my posts for the next week. Um, just go ahead and get those out and then they're done. So I don't have to fill, fool around with them. And that all also allows me to customize the feeds for each network. So with Twitter.com, then I post about every hour and then uh, for domains uh, excuse me domains for sale starting at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and that runs to about 7 p.m. Central Central Standard Standard Time I'll post uh, something about you know name.com for you know domain name.com for sale this would be a great fill in the blank, whatever be great for. And then I hashtag domain investing, domain name. I, I hashtag the, the name of the domain. And then I'll include some cool pictures, which uh, Hootsuite has Pixabay set up so you can kind of just search and get some free pictures put in uh, because it is a proven commodity that including uh, pictures on your posts uh, enhance the visibility of those. And then every 30 minutes, so every half past the hour on Twitter, I'll post either a link to an article on my website, uh, a link to this podcast, or uh, a cool quote, and that's for Twitter. And then for Facebook, I post uh, three times a week, and I actually just wrote a standard operating procedure today on that, and I'll tell you just a bit more about that in a, in a moment. Uh, but Facebook, uh, like I said, two to three times a week, LinkedIn uh, twice a week, and then Instagram two to three times a day. So Hootsuite, it's a little pricey for, in my opinion, but it does some really good things. And uh, for me, it makes sense to pay 300 bucks a year for that. So, uh, like I just said, I wrote a standard operating procedure just today, and here's why. I tasked my oldest son, Jackson, who's 15, so he's a sophomore in high school. And as a father, you know, you worry about the employability of your children, and you, wanna, you want them to, to uh, be involved in things you do. And I'd like for him to 
have a chance to have some responsibility and to maybe learn about uh, some of the things I'm working on. And uh, so I approached him Friday and I said, hey, I'm going to pay someone to manage my social media accounts, but it makes me a bit nervous. So uh, basically what I told him is I would pay him in lieu of paying someone else uh, just because it's a trust factor. I don't want to give someone access to all my social media accounts. And because these social media accounts, my at Jason Florida accounts are personal accounts. Uh, the LinkedIn account is my professional account. And this will give me an opportunity to kind of uh, ease in to uh, helping people out or uh, allowing others to help me out with my business. Uh, you know, I have considered uh, employing a virtual assistant, um, you know, via Upwork or some other platform. Uh, but right now, I'm just not there in that trust level. Uh, and I think this would be a great opportunity uh, for my oldest son. So I'm going to so be on the lookout for that this week. Uh, so Hootsuite. Standard operating procedures done, and I need to review those because he did the first week today, so I'm pretty excited about that. All right, so continuing on, promotion of domains, we've got Hootsuite. Uh, secondly, um, there are some paid uh, websites where you can promote your domain. Uh, right now, I'm not leveraging any of those, but if you're interested in you know, having your, your domain featured in an auction or something like that, then that's a payment. Uh, that's another additional payment. Um, uh, so moving on to the next one, and this is probably the biggest one is your time cost, right? And, um, so time cost is the process for buying and listing a domain, uh, which is participating in the auction, uh, or finding the domain, participating in the auction, paying for it, setting the DNS, uh, listing it on uh, my FD software, as well as um, CEDO and Afternick and, and uh, the other registrars, uh, doing a bit of research, setting the price, setting the landing page, um, tracking the, the page visits via Google Analytics, uh, so the Google Analytics was actually a one-time uh, kind of cost. It took me a couple hours to do one day. Uh, probably didn't take me quite that long. But what I did is I set it up, I documented it, then I wrote an article. And if you go to my website, you can see how to add Google Analytics to your for sale domain landing pages. And that's, that gives a lot of interesting information. So uh, check that article out. Um and then, you know, just more time, spending time learning my craft, visiting uh, resources like namepros.com, reading blogs like domaininvesting.com, reviewing daily sales at namebio, namebio.com, uh, daily research for expired or, or available domains, listening to podcasts like Domain Sherpa, Domain Name Wire. So all that is just learning my craft and getting better at it. And that is... Uh, just uh, spending a bit of my time. And I do a lot of that, uh, especially the podcast part, just going to work in the morning on my way home from work. I listen to podcasts uh, and that's something I actually enjoy. And then 
uh, actually doing this podcast, right? So this takes me a few hours each month to do it. And then my website, jasonflorida.com. So my website is for domain investors. Uh, also, I have a page where I offer uh, WordPress website development. Um, and I post some articles about what I do professionally, which is test software. So it's not exclusive to domain investing, uh, but that is right now about the primary focus of the website. So that takes uh, a few hours a week. And then uh, writing an article takes a few hours a week when I, when I push new content there. Uh, so that's, those things are, all of this is a passion. It's a lot of fun, uh, but it is, is costly, right? It's, it's not free. And, uh, I hope to in the future, as I said, um, there's a large market for virtual assistants. And as my continue, uh, as my business starts to get more in the black, then, uh, I can definitely, uh, maybe let go of some of those smaller tasks. And lastly, and this is uh, not a not a dollar cost, but it's the cost of being an entrepreneur, right? Uh, the risk. Uh, so, as a domain investor, I assume the risk of of owning the domain names, which means I could buy a domain name accidentally, of course, that could be trademarked. I could be sued. Uh, there's the, you know, I have to have hold the domain for a number of years before it actually sells. Uh, there's hitting dry seasons where there aren't many sales. There's when you run your own business and this is not the monetary cost. This is kind of the mental cost. It's the sacrifice, the waiting, saying no sometimes. Uh, it's being criticized by those around you sometimes, right? And as domain investors, sometimes we get insulted. They'll call us, you know, domain squatters, for example, Right. So as a, as a business owner, uh, what you really have to have is the grit to stick with it. When others around you, your loved ones, your friends think, Hey, hey, guy, this isn't paying off or you're, you're committing a lot of time to this and it's just not giving you a return. Right. So, and there are kind of people, I don't, I don't know how to say it other than haters, right? Like, me and you, people like us, we bust our butts, right? We have a day job. We come home. We have families. We work at night after the kids and, and everyone's in bed. And uh, there are folks that no matter what you do, it's like, hey, this could be better. Or why are you spending your time doing that? So kind of dealing with that negativity. And I want to share... A final thought about costs and, and domain name sales. So today I was, um, uh, actually, let me switch back. Um, so I don't, thinking about domain name sales, I don't proactively uh, market my domains to potential clients right now. Uh, but some domain name investors, you know, may email uh folks they think are interested in the main name or they may call potential clients. Um, I don't do that because, um, I think, uh, it stinks a bit of desperation. <laughs> like, uh, I think that most people are smart enough to, to, uh, 
look at domain names and how it impacts their business. Uh, that's part of it, right? And the other part is outbound sales really stink. And that's not something that excites me. And I think that as a domain investor, once you start reaching out to people and doing outbound sales, then you immediately lower the value of your domain name. Um, so uh, that's not something I do. But you can pay folks to do it, right? You can pay a domain broker. Uh, there's that option. Um, and you can also, you know, there are websites with uh, specific niches uh, like brandbucket.com. And they do charge a small, it's it's more or less a nominal fee to get consideration for a potential listing since they uh, filter out domain names. So they have a certain criteria. You say, submit your domains and they filter it out. And they tell you if you are accepted or not. And then they'll list it. Um, but really, so what I wanted to get to is today I was reading uh, Rick Schwartz's uh, blog. So he's the domain king, right? Rick Swartz. And uh, he had an article titled 98% of domain investing has nothing to do with domains. And in it, he says, quote, business is something you study and learn from. Business is one word, sales, no sales, no business. So if you don't like sales or selling, you don't belong in business. And boy, that really struck a chord with me, especially as I was thinking about, I don't like doing outbound sales, or I don't think it's productive. That statement strikes me as true. There's a cost to selling, to being in sales, to being in business. But I think you can do it with integrity and fairness. And I think what Rick says is true, too. So... Am I cut out for this business? And that question is part of being an entrepreneur. The consistent and constant questioning of, am I doing the right thing? Right? All right. Segment three. Review of my article, How to Buy a Domain Name, The Complete Domain Buyer's Guide. And that was kind of a rough segment. I was actually doing something else just for a moment. So I apologize for the, for the quietness. All right, so I want to talk about why I wrote this article and who is the target audience. The, the article is really for the uh, uninitiated, I guess, the person who doesn't know anything about domain names. So I wanted to provide some basic information for someone who Googled, how do I buy a domain name or what is a domain name? And listen, <laughs> there's absolutely no shame in not knowing these answers, right? Me and you, maybe we deal in this on a daily basis and we think, wow, that's a really simple question. But if you saw the things that I Google on, on the daily, uh, then you might think lesser of me too. <laughs> so, uh, so I wanted to really uh, give an, a good definition of what is a domain name, how do I buy one, give me some basic information, right? So a brief overview. I define what the domain name is, I define what a top-level domain is, and I define what a domain registrar, and I think I 
touch on uh, registries and uh, just a very high-level overview. And then I'll provide some links to my articles that really go into depth on how the domain name system work, how, how the internet work, how, excuse me, how the internet works. And then I go into 14 things you, you should consider before buying a main name. Uh, and I, uh, talk about where to buy a domain name. Now listen, no one is paying me. Uh, I don't really have any bias for where you should buy a domain name, right? Um, so on my website, I have a tools page, which has a link to a whole bunch of registrars. Probably not. I'm, I'm certain it's not all of them, but a whole, a whole bunch of them. Um, so I'll provide that link, uh, for folks. And then I'll provide a six step example on how to register domain name, right? And that's pretty generic. Wherever you go to, you know, that's type the domain name in, add it to your cart. Create an account, uh, pay for it, and manage it, right? So some very simple things. So you can check out this article if you're interested in it. If you just go to my website, select Tech Blog, and feel free to leave a comment. All right. Now, lastly, let's jump to segment four. I want to discuss three of the domain names I currently own. All right. So the first one is Coast Kush. Dot com. That's C-O-A-S-T-K-U-S-H dot com. All right, so I bought this domain name, and it's, it's, it was an expired domain name, and I want to talk about uh, marijuana domain names or CBD domains. Now, one thing, jumping back to what Rick, Rick's blog article was talking about today, he was talking about how, I think it was that specific article, and maybe in um, one other article that I was reading on his web- website today, but it basically said that to be in business, you can't let political views uh, really interfere with what you do. And, and, and for me, personally, I draw a line in the sand. So while I don't agree... Um, with some of the, you know, hubbub around the legality of marijuana right now, one way or another, um, I feel comfortable enough buying that domain name because I think in 10, 15, 20 years, those are going to be in huge demands. It's going to be a huge, huge demand. It's going to be a huge business. And I want a slice of that pie. And to be clear, I do draw a line in the sand. I don't buy uh, domain names that uh, are pornographic in nature uh, that would promote pornography uh, on the internet. And and listen, if, if that's something that you do, it's a business, right? And but for me personally, so I'm not judging you for it. But for me personally, that's just something I feel pretty strongly about. I don't think it's a great healthy habit. Uh, but whatever, uh, and it, you know, I don't think that you're going to judge me for what I said about the, the marijuana domains. And, and I certainly am not going to judge your business for the types of things that, that you do. But for me, that's kind of where I draw a line in the sand. So, uh, but jumping back coastcush.com. So I did a bit of research. So when I was looking for some 
CBD or, or marijuana type domain names, then I wanted to look, I was thinking about something that would be available on the Florida coast or something coast, something Florida, something along those lines. So I found coast and Kush is actually like, uh, from what I understand, and I'm no expert on this, but the internet says Kush is, uh, uh, marijuana. It's high quality. It's like grown in Pakistan or, or something like that. So, uh, the research indicates this is a great domain name and I do not have what I have. Let me pull it up because I don't have it listed. I don't have the, my price pulled up here. So I'll pull it up real quick. All right. <laughs> Bear with me. All right. This is live podcasting. Just kidding. Just recorded. All right. So I have listed at a very fair price, 1500 us dollars. Uh, so, uh, that's kind of coastkush.com. That's the overview of it. The, the next one is planfully.com. P-L-A-N-F-U-L-L-Y.com. And this is one. It was also an expired domain. And I just recently bought this in the last couple of days. And in my mind, when I saw it, I thought that could be a great, uh, kind of a software of a service company. Uh, also looked into purchasing, uh, planful.ly, uh, but, uh, to kind of pair it with, but I don't think buyers really care about that. And quite frankly, I don't think the .ly TLD has a strong market right now. So it just feels like a waste. So planfully.com, uh, very excited about that domain name. And I have not set a price on that yet. Uh, it will be under a thousand US dollars. I just haven't uh, finished research on that yet. And, uh, I don't even have that one listed on my website, but it will be by the time this podcast goes live. Maybe. All right. And the last one is my, so last podcast I talked about, I think it was my last podcast where I talked about my first non.com domain purchase. Well, this is my second one. Uh, so this is a dot o, dot io. It's bewitched.io. B-E-W-I-T-C-H-E-D dot io. And this was a hand registered. And, uh, so to me, this is a great domain name and I'm very excited about it. First of all, dot io is smoking hot. Uh, it's probably the second, it's probably the best of the new GTLDs presently, right? A lot of, a lot of tech folks into this. Um, and you know, obviously there's a, there's a popular television show named Bewitched, right? Everyone knows about that, but, uh, Bewitched is also a word. Uh, and to me, this is a great, like enchanted, like enchanted doesn't mean like negative. Like I don't mean a negative con connotation. I mean it in the sense of magical, right? And, and to me, this could be a, a game. It could be a, an application. Uh, it could be a number of different things. And I'm very excited about that. And I think that, uh, you know, the newer generation, uh, is going to forget about that, you know, frankly, very awesome TV show and use the one word domain for great brandable app. 
So I remember when I was a kid, and I'm not that old, like I'm 44. <laughs> so uh, in the, I guess, late 80s, I remember as a kid, like getting home from school and Bewitched would be on TBS. And I loved Bewitched. It was an awesome show. And then they did that horrible movie, right? Wasn't the movie just terrible? They should have never done that. So I hope that they never have, they never do a remake of Bewitched because it's a great name. And I think Bewitched was such a strong franchise because of the television franchise and later at least the one movie, maybe they did another one. I don't remember. I know they did the one. Um, but I think that it's such a great, strong domain name and it's magical. It's enchanted. It's, uh, I'm very excited about this domain name. So right now I have this listed. I've got a, a landing page set up and I've got a set as a make offer. And, you know, uh, like I said, integrity is important to me. Fairness is important to me. And I've, I've stated on this podcast, like I am not looking forward to, or I'm not planning to become rich off domain name investing, right? That's not my goal. My goal is I want to have, I want to select some great domain names, position myself well, and make a little bit of extra income. And so that's my plan with bewitch.io. I'm not looking for uh, super high digits on that, but I think it could be a great, great domain name. I think it's, uh, you know, in my mind, I think it's 5,000, you know, but also think that if you're a small startup and you come with me with a reasonable offer, you write me a great email or give me a great phone call says, Hey, I love this. This would be a great name for my company, but I'm pinched, right? Like I have been there. I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, in the midst of really starting up, uh, a couple different businesses right now. And it's tough. It, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. Everybody wants $100 here, $100 there, $500 here, $400 there. And it just, you know, it, it's tic-tac, tic-tac, tic-tac. And I'm, you know, so I can relate to folks. So I'm not there to get rich. But I'm going to uh, gauge its value based upon potential offers. Uh so that's bewitch.io. And I guess that's my last segment. So thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts can be downloaded. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, so on and so forth. If you go to my website, jasonofflorida.com slash podcast two, or just select podcast when you get my website, then you will see all the places you can download it from or just search for it on your favorite app, right? So you check out, check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, at Jason of Florida. You can contact me on email. I'd love to hear from you. Contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T at jasonofflorida.com. Please let me know. Send me your comments, your feedbacks, your questions, your suggestions on upcoming shows. One guy recently contacted me and he said, hey, 
tell me about the tax implications of domain name investing. And I need to do some research on that. And that will be a future show. Thanks to his suggestion. So I'd love to hear from you. All right. Finally, if you like my podcast, if you like this podcast, I would love a positive review. Love it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great month. And I'll see you again in about 30 days. Bye.